This is Thomas DePolo. This is Max. This is Kevin Ham. Hey, this is Jake Cook. Hi, this is William Roy. You're listening to The Green Box. So we've been doing this show for, by the time of this recording, 60-something episodes. And I don't think we've ever actually talked about what a green box is. I mean, outside of a little bit of the meta, but... Didn't we do that huge segment on artifacts, though? Yeah, I mean, we've danced around it, but I think there's some interesting discussion points around unorthodox green boxes and what makes a green box useful in gameplay, how to design a good one, and all sorts of things like that. What's a green box? Uh, it's a podcast about Delta Green and RPGs and horror. No, and Will, Will, you're by... confusing. You're confusing that with uh, the Green Box. The Green right, Box podcast. Right. That's you're talking about the Green Box podcast. 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 What's a Green Box? Right. Excuse me. So, how do you design a good Green Box? Well, you get four of your friends, and you talk. You sit around a microphone talking about dumb shit all the time every week, and uh, also seriously? also known as wasting three afternoons a week, but mostly just laughing at your friends when they misspeak. There it is. Stolen from a better show. <laughs> so I'm actually not sure what the uh, you know origi- origination of a uh, green boxes are. Obviously, they're kind of old canonical Delta Green things. The basic idea is it's it's a storage unit. You know, like the the typical green box is like a storage unit paid for in cash for like two years or ten years or whatever that agents throughout various adventures have stashed you know stuff in it could be like a transshipment point so the two agents or two teams don't have to meet you know one can drop off in a safe location and one can pick it up or it could be a place to stash a car that got burned or a gun with serial numbers filed off but i mean mechanically they're just a tool for handlers to give stuff to the agents i think it's sort of an outgrowth of the espionage trope of uh, of the dead drop location. I'm trying to remember. They originated in one of like the later splats for Delta Green. I can't remember which one though. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But they've been around in you know the the expanded fiction for quite a while. They're they're sort of a fixture. Yeah, they have this kind of misty. You know, you always expect there to be, you know, a couple. You know, maybe some something useful. Maybe a few things that are dangerous. Um, I always like to toss in some mundane things that just kind of help set the tone, kind of like the um, in Last Things Last, the Bowman's Foot Locker is kind of like a mini green box. It's just an assortment of stuff, you know, that some of it is spooky, some of it is mundane, but it kind of sets the tone of where this guy's life was. And I think a good green box gives you the story of the agents who've used it. Maybe we should do a, take a step back and do a do a first principles thing for those of our, our listeners who might not actually have any idea what a green box actually is, uh, other than in, in vague terms relating to other things. Um, do it. A, a green box serves as a, a neutral, ideally concealed or at least hidden location, which the, the members of the Delta Green Conspiracy can use to store things, either things that are could be useful on on later operations things that need to be kept out of sight because like that gun was used to kill three navy sailors and it can't be found ever or it could be used as either temporary or less temporary storage for items that are dangerous and should not be 
should not fall into public hands. In in the olden days, in in the cowboy era of the conspiracy, it was a bit bit of a bigger deal because Delta Green didn't really have any basements of federal buildings they could hide things in. That's less of a case in the program era. I imagine they are still used by the other Delta Green, but let's not get into the rich tapestry of the meta and the lore and such. To sum it all up, a green box is an ad hoc storage location for things that are useful or things that are dangerous. And ideally, those those the, those two categories of things are labeled. Yeah, they're signposted in some way. Yeah, yeah. do not touch. Yeah, don't, don't fucking remove, for instance. Don't versus... open the box. Yeah, stat- statue of a Sumerian demon that says, do not fucking remove this, versus a couple of Mossberg shotguns and a bottle of whiskey that says, compliments of J-Cell. I always like stuff that's like, do not open this? If you open this, you know, rinse the affected area with lye, you know, for at least five minutes. You know, like, well, what the fuck's in there? Yeah, yeah, I got some I got some favorite uh, green box contents, which we can get into a little bit later. Um, I'd say, like, one of the newer purposes of a green box is that it's like a framing device for a scenario. That's uh, become pretty popular in recent uh, times. The most famous one, like, published probably, like, Lover in the Ice, because that's like, oh, shit. The, the weird stuff that was in the green box got out, and we need to uh, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. Yeah, but that's a pretty tried, you know, pretty pretty well-trod ground. The people who write stuff like that are pretty pretty low effort. I Didn't you write literally <laughs> the, the same thing? <laughs> please don't. Please make that. Oh, please, Christ. please give me the joke back, or else I sound like a real asshole. <laughs> I don't get it. I wasn't. I, wasn't, I, I didn't follow. Kevin said that like a compromised green box is a really lame um, scenario concept, and I was about to point out that like Stop Repo that won awards was like his award-winning shotgun scenario by award-winning podcast member Kevin Ham was in fact <laughs> he baited you too yeah, exactly so it's it's well trod ground and and I've seen many variations on it and and you, there's still interesting twists on it that can be done because let's face it if you have dangerous stuff in there and it gets compromised that's important to deal with you know if it was dangerous enough to be put there in the first place it's dangerous enough to go recapture it and um that brings me to i don't know if it's like a like the newest version of the meta but um there's a lot of stuff like in the the labyrinth times wrote that uh green boxes are pretty dumb from like a tradecraft perspective i mean i mean realistically a green box is a silly idea one uh, unless you have like a centralized bureaucracy to keep paying it, eventually it's going to stop getting paid for, and they're going to actually you know crack it open and sell it on storage wars and kill a bunch of people. Um, and if you have a centralized bureaucracy, then you don't need a green box. You use the basement of a federal building somewhere, <laughs> you know, or like BLM land or something. You're right about that first one, um, which is funny because that sounds like a really good. <laughs> it's not like a good scenario. A good yeah. scenario seed, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's, that already exists. It's called the Jocho Lockers, written by Thompson. Yeah, and yeah. Stop I figured repos someone had done it already. Green boxes too, so it's. I wasn't think I I didn't realize it was an actual. Oh, it just proves you're right. I think it does. Yeah, I I stand by my comment. I think there's also two short stories with that premise in extraordinary renditions. Yeah, there's the one with the magical diamond that possesses the lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's I don't know if it's Shane, but there's somebody that one was written by. Dennis and somebody else wrote a second one. I thought that one was good. It wasn't one of my favorites in that collection, but it was in the the, t- the top fifty percent. So now that we've kind of talked about you know what green boxes are and what their purpose is, is uh, what are some of like the downsides of putting a green box in your scenario? That you have to load it up with items that are 
unique and interesting. Yeah, that's a real administrative overhead on scenario design. Is there any kind of a tool? Oh, is there some kind of a tool that, that people could use to get cool, interesting items out of? I wish there was a tool that I could use to get cool, interesting items that wasn't full of garbage. Well, the, the tool exists, but it's fan-added uh, content, so it is a, you know, like the internet, it is a cesspool. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back and, and defend the green box generator, because one thing we're going to get into in a second is when green box contents can be not your friend as a scenario author if they're too disruptive. And one of the cool things that Greenbox Generator does is a website that lets you randomly get items. It lets you select how weird you want the items to be. You can choose regular items, weird items, or magic items. And that will let you kind of fine-tune, like, do I want this green box to have crazy shit in it that'll take up most of the game to, to, to deal with? Or do I just want this to be a background stuff that, that we can just skip over or look at and it'd be weird on the way to the main thing and that's a great feature that's something I support that's a good job the thing that I dislike about Greenbox Generator is that I don't like most of the content in it to be fair on the front page of it it does say over 4,800 terrible items it's the the warning is broadcast up front for you nice that some of them aren't good I I learned something today yeah, I mean, it's like anything, it's, it's all user-submitted. There, if there's no moderation, which is, you know, overhead that no one gets paid to do, you know, if that was a curated, you know, generator, it would probably be much more effective. But for a free resource, you know, just hammer, regenerate, or tell it to generate 20 things and pick your favorite two or three, you'll probably find some things in there to help kind of jumpstart you, or at least give you an idea of where to, where to start. Or even... Um sit down with your favorite beverage and your favorite comfy chair and a piece of paper and jot down a hundred random uh, artifacts to populate green boxes with and just pull from that list. I'll make your own D100 table. Pretty much, yeah. Or steal liberally from the published scenarios mm-hmm. and track and scenarios that have green boxes. Or a combination of all three of them. Here's the, here's the yeah, issue. Exactly. Almost every shotgun scenario that has magic items in it just says, use the green box generator to fill the box, or says, put, yeah, evocative, right. or says, put evocative items in the green box. Like, holy shit, here I was thinking I should put non-evocative items in the box, and you showed me a better way by telling me to do that. Maybe next you can write in your scenario, write a good scenario. <laughs> take your NPCs <laughs> put them into a good scenario here at the end run us some home scenes Basically. make sure to use a green box with evocative items in it I don't know why I'm so hostile to all these poor scenarios uh, but but this uh, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of overhead to populate it and there's going to be labor on your part regardless of what you do because you're either going to be doing it yourself which you know go back and listen to our artifacts segment on how to do that you're going to be drawing from this generator which means that you're going to prop to realistically you're going to be refreshing it several times and then copying down the entries that you think fit the tone of your game and the particular use case that you've got set up my best generation advice is uh, take take the time and write one good green box, and then just use it for everything. I mean, I use oh yeah, like what you've done. green box for everything, and if and I'll add add or remove things here and there, like if I need something for the scenario. But generally speaking, that's the same shit in every green box I ever have. I just run into. Well, that especially works if you're running a, um, a a game with an established group of people that you know also are working out of the same geographical area. Naturally, they're they're gonna be going to the same green box. And they'll know if something is uh, out of place or amiss, and that could be a scenario in, in and of itself, you know, who who ripped off our green box. 
oh look it's other delta green agents oh look it's your uh everyday mundane burglar god help the everyday mundane burglar who burgles a fucking green box no other advice if you're just stumped on green box stuff is use stuff from other if you can't find other green boxes to burgle to fill yours then just look look at stuff from other scenarios that don't have green boxes um Almost every scenario has some really spooky stuff and some other mundane stuff, and you know, just float through and grab a few things and change, you know, a magic hammer into a magic crowbar and change a, you know, whatever into whatever, and you know, you know, like change the palette on it and move on. Uh, reduce, reuse, and recycle. Um, I would say that we gave suggestion for running like last things last, which was to put um put things for scenarios you want to run in the future inside of like Clyde Bowman's uh, Footlocker. Do that with uh, your average green box as well. You know, last things last is a a a useful cautionary tale on putting in um items in a green box that are more interesting than the scenario that they're in. Yeah, tell um, us about that. I told a story about that in a very early episode of the podcast, uh, which I will briefly summarize here. And that story was, I was running Last Things Last for a group of people. One of the things in Last Things Last is, I think it's a, it's an audio tape recording. With the serpent people. Yeah, sermon. singing yeah, to so the, it's a real, it's a real tape. the sky serpents or something. Uh, it's it's a reference to it's an oblique reference to Night on Alishad Mountain. It's specifically a reference to a song that summons the Migo. The Sky but, Devils. Um, Sky Devils, that was it, yeah. Uh, so my players look at that. They've they found out something is up with Marlene. Something was up with Clyde. And there's something in the septic tank that claims it's Marlene. So they, they find this tape about Sky Devils and immediately conclude, oh, Marlene must be a Sky Devil. Yeah, the Sky Devil in the, the septic tank. The Sky Devil tank. in the septic tank, yes, indeed. It's the name of the scenario nobody's ever going to write. I, some, someday somebody will write that and... and if that person comes to a Gen Con that isn't infested by plague, I will buy them a beer. Uh, people always take the little magnetic glass ball that's in there and assume that it's going to help them in some way to solve the scenario. Too. I mean, that is a cool little thing to just take and hang on to. I mean, I, I'd hang on to that. So what I what I like about it, well, for the for the same reason but for a different reason, is it teaches agents a very important thing that you learn in law enforcement, which is not everything is a clue. If you yeah, not up, everything is a conspiracy. Yeah, so like if you go to a car, scene of a car crash and you picked up every single thing that was that wasn't nailed down with a hundred foot radius, you would have ninety nine point nine percent garbage. So not everything in every Delta Green scenario is a clue. It's some of it is just stuff. That reminds me of uh, the video game L.A. Noir. Do you remember that one? I doubt you played that. Ah, uh, yes, the video yeah. game with hyper realistic facial expressions. For his time, it oh, was gosh. pretty good. No, it wasn't. It looked worse than a Source game from 2004. Well, anyway, in L.A. Noir, you could be investigating a crime scene and do exactly what you're describing, Kevin. You could pick up, like, like a crushed beer can, and your guy would pick it up and be like, hmm, seems unimportant, but you could just keep sitting there and, like, twirling it in your hand and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's that, but uh, the green box contents. Which I mean, I think that's a valuable lesson to teach, to teach players. But there is a there's obviously a line between letting them run wild with the sky devil theories and you know dashing their hopes on them. Well, I, I didn't I didn't dash their hopes whatsoever. I, I let them organically come to the conclusion themselves that this sky devil thing had nothing to do with Marlene. It, which probably made for a fun you know fun gameplay. I hope it did. Yeah, it did. They learned a valuable lesson. But that is a thing to be aware of when placing items in a green box. Don't make me tap the sign. 
and the sign says, not everything that's in the green box is relevant to the mission at hand. Yeah. Everything in the, everything in the green box matters, not everything matters to you. The other question I would ask about green boxes is, uh, is there anything interesting that you like to do with them? I mean, outside like you, of you personally. Yeah, I mean, I like I like to use them as I'm they're a really good narrative device and scenario, you know, bit of scenario fodder. Um, where I can, I like to use ones that are unorthodox. Like you know, again, I've used car trunks. I've used, I've seen other ones used. I think a boat would make a pretty cool green box. Um, you know, things like that, just to kind of just so that it's not always you know go to the same easy storage unit and. You know, do the same thing everyone always does with the green box, but I like to use them. Yeah, I like the one in, like, a sh- Extreme Ophelia. I think it's when you have to, like, get a metal detector and go to a coordinate and dig it up or something. Yeah, and it's on private property. It's pretty good. A little Easter egg in there, by the way. Oh, that's the, the one with the grenades? Do you want to explain so that So that one? green box shares many of the contents for another green box that was in the state of Montana in an earlier scenario, um, Artifact Zero. And that green box contained, among other things, a wooden crate with eight thermite grenades. Now, uh, what I find amusing is that that same or very similar green box, uh, having been moved to a different location in the the far-flung year of 2016, or whatever year it was, uh, now contains, among other things, some of the same items, and a battered wooden shipping crate that contains six thermite grenades. Yeah, they, they lost some, they used some. Yeah, it's good, That's cool. good environmental storytelling there. You could use uh, green boxes as continuity between games or between years, huh? That's another thing you could do with them. Yeah, in addition to being either a, a stop along the way to a mission or the destination of a mission. Here's an idea that I've played with. I bet somebody's done it. I never have. I've always wanted to. Um, what about What about when players make their own green box? That's a cool idea. I've never had players do it. But really, it would be really cool. A green box doesn't have to be called a green box to be a green box. A green box is just an equipment cache that's used by Delta Green agents. Any stash of equipment or artifacts or tomes or dangerous items is a green box. So it could be like my closet. It could, yeah. Is this where we run into like green, green box purists? Yeah. And, and radical like, green, green box constructors. Uh, Kevin, if you'll scroll to the bottom of the green box document. Oh, you actually made the alignment chart? <laughs> yeah, well, I started yeah, one. I was, I was teeing that up without trying to reference the document we create for these things. Like, cause I don't want to, we don't show that part of the show off. But well, I'm going to have to put this in the final it, you know? cut now. <laughs> if we, I mean, if we finish this, we can just publish it as an image and put it in the show notes or whatever. I think, I think we'll do that. Uh, safety purist, safety radical, interesting items purist, interesting items radical. I don't know where so where would someone's closet fit in on that. Uh, low safety, Sa- safety neutral. Uh, interesting. That items. might be the center. It might be the center. Yeah. No, the center is a green box. Is a green box. Interesting items neutral and safety well, neutral. A, a green box is a green box is a tautology. It should be like uh, uh a uh, what's what's a what's a big like self storage chain. Self, like like you store it or yeah, uh, yeah you store yeah. it or like I, I know some U-Hauls you can rent uh, things from there too those sure, pods sure. those movable pods or whatever one thing that's not reading items off of tables that's interesting is a green box is a nice way to 
get the players a full load of equipment, not necessarily good equipment, but a full load of equipment so that they don't do 300 acquisitions trying to gear up for a mission. Oh, that's a good point. Give them a couple of guns there, then they don't need to go find their own guns. Yeah, and they shouldn't like be the top tier shit, but they should just be like, hey, unless you're prepared to self-serve for all 30 items that you want, and I know that you're not because you every time ask me, how do I roll this acquisition? I failed. What happens? Just take the shit from the green box. It's fine. Sounds like a good way to ease some frustration. Yeah. It's like how um, the cop's go bag is a good indicator of what items you can put on your character sheet that won't piss off the handler, but that are useful generally and legal for normal people to own and can just save you the headache of like, oh, I go and shop for a Kevlar vest at the start of the mission. See, well, I like no, to do because the if you opposite. do that, then the players are going to say, all right, um, they close the green box and they say, all right, let's hit up the Walmart. And then they go and they buy all the... Yeah, you haven't actually solved the problem because you haven't baited the trap well enough. I see. I like um, I like to do the opposite. I don't like to give them piddly little pathetic weapons. I like to put something that's strong and very illegal in there with a limited amount of ammo. Like, yeah, here's a grenade launcher with one grenade. Are you a bad enough dude to blow up something and 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 draw that kind of heat to yourself? I like to put a little bit of the you know just like a risk reward spin on that. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with putting, you know, one rifle, one shotgun, two handguns in there. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, a reasonable armament that would be left behind. Uh, there's still the risk of, you know, using those items because, you know, who knows what the last person that put them in there uh, did with them. Unless you put them in there last. No, nobody's ever going to care about that. That's a holdover from old Delta Green for sure, where like now consequences matter a lot less, or they can matter a lot less than... You know, OLDG were like, it was much harder to get, much easier to get caught. Well, I mean, maybe consequences do matter more at your table. That's up to you, the handler. Yeah, that's a handler flavor thing. Very true, yeah. Oh, that was mine. No, I'm saying I, I did that. It was my agent who we murdered someone in a hotel room, and then I had my personal vehicle... Uh, my agent's personal vehicle, and I was like, well, this fucking $30,000 uh, SUV is, is scrapped. It's no good now. I got to hide it away forever because I was freaking out because it was like my first time ever playing Delta Green. Actually, I think Tom ran that scenario. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and uh, I had to do like a requisite or I had to buy my uh, buy another car and say that the other one got stolen. Uh, any player advice for green boxes? Make one. Here's a question. Have you guys ever seen a player make a green box? No, I have not. Have you guys ever seen a player leave a useful item in a green box after a mission was completed? I've had players pay lip service, like, in the, on their home scenes, like, oh, I'm going to make sure I drop off, you know, the you know the Kevlar that we didn't end up using back in the green box or whatever. But okay, but like, a, like a, a, use, a useful part. item, like a magic item that they knew was, was of use to them. Not really. No, I don't think I've ever, um, no, I don't think so. Because I think we I think we went over this in the artifacts segment that players are not going to hand stuff over to the program. They're not going to put it in a green box if they think it's actually valuable to them. They're going to keep it because why would you basically let it disappear into the ether when you could just have it on your character sheet? Well, a character could say that this is too dangerous for me to hold on to. I don't want my 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 character doesn't want to be tempted by this thing, so I'm going to get rid of it. Right, but what about the let let let, let, let let's. So th there was this article that, that got passed around that posited that um, for the most part, you're not actually playing to what the character wants, you're playing to what the, the player wants. And as a player, have you ever seen... 
Because there's a lot of people who will be like, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm too scared to use the magic item. I don't want to even know what it does. But once they figure out what it does, how many of them are going to put it down? I think you might see more of that in like a longer home campaign where if you're using the same green box, it might be a better place to store, air quote, your item than Oh, right, because, you know, because you actually get to come back to it instead of it just disappearing. Yeah, whereas in a one-shot, I think, right, why would I put this back if I wanted to use it in the next one-shot and the next handle right now, let me get back to the green box. So you might, but the types of games that we tend to play may skew that, you know, away from seeing that happen. That's totally fair. So, I mean, I mean my, my advice would be, you know, like, take a penny, leave a penny. You know, if you take something useful out of a green box, try to put something useful back in the green box. You know, if if that's the kind of campaign that is being run, because you don't want to screw the next the next player over. Uh, consider the ramifications of what you're taking from the green box and what it might mean for your agent if you uh, get caught with it. I wonder what would happen if the next time I put a green box in a scenario, if... Uh... If it had one of those take a penny, leave a penny, little little signs or notes or something just inside the door, I wonder. I wonder you'd if you'd get do a bunch that. of smartass characters that would leave pennies in the. No, green box. there would be a pile of pennies on the floor underneath, <laughs> but, but below it, because like the last fifty agents already thought they were that clever. I'm it's like sure, uh, I'm checking now, but I'm pretty sure the Sacramento Green Box has something like that in it. Yeah, there's a there's an eight and a half by eleven sign in black sharpie taped to the rear wall of the green box that says, "If you use it, replace it, and add extra. Clean up after yourself and others." How many players have actually done that? I mean, it's, it's none because I always use it as a one shot. But I think if I ran it as a longer campaign, I would try to. I mean, I think you guys are show players that like they didn't go back the next time, realize that all the guns are gone because they used them, they dumped them over a bridge, and they'd be like, "Shit, we really should restock this." So I think it's more of a you gotta like teach the players that before you can trust players to do it on their own. If there's like any uh, nine mil ammo that's left in a green box, that shit's pretty valuable these days. Uh, got some characters that would just steal that and not put it back. Just ammunition <clears throat> in general, it's hard to come by these days. Very let's, hard. Let's toss this back to our listeners, um, especially those listeners who might be involved in on ongoing, long running uh, Delta Green campaigns. Um, what uh, what what sort of uh, I guess approach your players have taken to green boxes. Do they loot it and then leave it barren? Do they replenish it? Do they set up new ones? We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I'd like to hear about that. What other people's experiences are. Did we want to do what are some of your favorite green boxes? It looks like we skipped over that question. I don't really have favorite green boxes anyway. I do have a couple of favorite trinkets that are in them. I could I could talk about a trinket or two. Yeah, let's let's do one or two each maybe. Okay, so what are you guys' favorite green boxes? In either canon or fanon. I like the Orn Library. I think that that was well done. And I'm not just saying that because I did most of it. I think the parts that Kev did were also good. Agreed. And that one is one of the... So it works because it has lots of personality. It works because it has lots of examples. And it works because... Um, this is why I think it works. It works because it is an assurance that if you put an item into it, that item not only is still there when you come back, like it's not, it disappears in the ether, but there is a character there whose sole purpose is to take things that are given to her and make them useful to you. So if you have a dangerous piece of dangerous crap that you don't want to experiment with, you can hand it off to this character and she'll tell you the useful information contained inside it. That's good. I wrote one into the Sacramento Green Box um, with the help of a friend, it's just an adult-sized mummified female leaning in the just leaning in the corner, like as if you put your coat on it. 
and around his neck is a chain with a large bell, and it just there's like a hand or a scroll note or anything that says, "If she starts to wake up, ring the bell. Don't remove the bell." And there's n- nothing else to do with it. I've never had the mummy wake up. It just it just always makes players a little on edge because they're like, "Okay, a gun, Kevlar vest, a car." The fuck oh, you're, is, what is I that? Thought, I thought we were talking about green boxes specifically, not necessarily things that are in them. Because I do like your Sacramento green box as a green box. It's really flavorful. If you wanted to talk about that one, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this the green box that I use is like my go-to green box. Has <clears throat> I feel like it's got a good mix of, you know, um, simple shit like a car, you know, a twenty-foot aluminum ladder, which honestly might come in handy. Two bags of uh, you know, two eighty-pound bags of concrete might come in handy, but it also goes to show like players. It it, it shows them, you know, not tells them, I guess, that like. Think you know, out of the box. Some agent once thought this was useful, you know, useful enough to put it there. Um, my other really, f- my other favorite thing in there is, is two real books. So there's the phrenology of Barack Obama, which talks about how, so like, if the phrenology is like measuring your head <clears throat> with calipers, like the measurements determine things. And it's a real book someone wrote about the phrenology of Barack Obama. And then Dark, Dark Mission, the secret history of NASA, all about like, NASA's missions to the dark side of the moon and like how NASA's, you know, uh, has all these like secret bases and all this stuff. And it's like filled with like sticky notes and index cards and stuff. And I've been really tempted if I ever played Delegate in a person, I probably would buy both those books just because they're, they're probably hilarious and, you know, to, uh, to go through. I just wish I could buy them without supporting the authors. Buy it on eBay or used. Uh, thrift that's, that's, books. That's true. Yeah, that's true. If I find a used copy, then I feel I won't feel as bad. Uh, what do you guys? Or the rest of y'all? Uh, I really like the Nowhere Green Box from Radio Silence, which is listed as a shotgun scenario, but is like five thousand words long, so it's more of like a campaign frame. Uh, so you're tasked with moving essentially a body to a green box by a cell. And as you get there and you start checking it out, because the green box is actually this big complex, you see all the items inside and it's like barrels of acid, uh, power equipment. And as you're checking out, you start to realize it's not actually a place for storing this gear. It's just a facility for like taking apart bodies so they can be disposed of. And I just like how it kind of... Uh, it plays on your expectations of what a green box is to present something that's really unsettling with the concept. So it's like that episode of uh, Breaking Bad where they like dissolve bodies into acid, but like a whole uh, a whole facility sort of dedicated to making things disappear. Yeah, exactly. That specific scenario, I think, was directly inspired by that short film about the radio station with the creature in the basement. Yeah, it was. Because it has basically the same ending. Or lack thereof. It was a lot of flavor for nothing. But the green box is definitely the high point. Um, and there was one that I recall... Uh, I cannot. I couldn't find it because when I went to look on, on um, Fairfield today for it, it said search is broken, try again later. But there was there was a scenario that I think was on Fairfield. It might have been for one of the Night of the Opera contests, but it had the players like going around Seattle looking for items, and one of the items was in like a little um, one of those like little glass balls that you throw underwater with like a, a, a buoy. I thought that was cool. It's like a stupid idea to like 
be have your items be secure. Like I would believe that the Russians could steal that one, but it was fun and I liked it. That's a neat idea because gen- generally speaking, and I said generally because I also have a funny story about the exception to, to the rule. Like if if you if you had if you use the markings of a registered lobster pot, like lobster guy, nobody else is going to pull those buoys. And if you just put it somewhere where that guy doesn't fish, then it would never get touched. You can't go lobstering in Puget Sound, though. Well, but I'm sure there's some sort of... There must be some kind of No, no, like actually, um, this is actually a, a big thing that uh, one of the major like roles of the... the I think it's the Coast Guard in... But, may, but maybe it's a, um, a local police office is, in Puget Sound is to stop poachers from stealing sea creatures. Well, so it might work somewhere else then. Anywhere where yeah. there's, you know, buoys in the water. You could also sink a buoy down. If, if you knew where it was, you could sink it like four or five feet and no one would ever find it because you're just never going to see that deep down. But if you know where it is, have a GPS coordinate, you get close enough and then just fish it out. That'd be pretty easy too. And it yeah, would be pretty I, like, uh, I, like, I like submerged ones. I think that there's one shotgun scenario someone wrote where there's one with like a TVA Valley Lake that they uh, would just... Uh, Use with the submersible thing. Those are pretty good. The other thing I would do with one of those is you could rig it with an anti-tamper so that if someone else pulled it up, it would just you would just you'd lose a line, and then it's just gone. Or it would or either lose the line or it would inundate. Uh, if it wasn't pulled out correctly, it would inundate the uh, contents. So you know, and then they're, if they're waterlogged, they're useless depending on what they are. Can I talk about something that bothers me about green boxes though? And I like I, I did yeah, like, it. Are you, um, like, are you scared of them or like is it no, just no, no. for you or? So I, I talked earlier about, you know, like um, about if you take a gun from within a green box, there's always a possibility it was used in like a horrific crime or something like that. Like, why would you put that in a green box? Like, maybe your agent's not thinking right in the first place. Maybe they've lost enough sanity that they this seems like a good idea. Because otherwise, like, there's so many ways you can just get rid of a gun. Just just so many ways. Yeah, but you might need a gun. I, yeah, I guess. Thought, it's, this this also... is America. They grow on trees here. Yeah, you could but like it's, it's break, break into somebody's car in the Walmart parking lot, and you're gonna get a gun. You know that thing about like that they always do in CSI, where they like they check the markings that the the gun made on the the shell casing or whatever. Like that's not true at all, is it? Not really. Um, yeah, I mean, we've so, talked I mean, about we've talked about the downfalls of like forensics and stuff. Right, like right. That so before. so what so what I'm getting at is using the gun wouldn't be dangerous. Being found with the gun may be dangerous. So, uh, you know... Uh, Unless you file the serial serial number off, in which case, now you've been found yeah, with a gun a that crime. has the serial number filed off. Anyway. Oh, Kevin, what's a ham sandwich? Oh, I'm glad you asked what a ham sandwich is. Oh, we, we heard what's you. What's a ham sandwich, Kevin? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's when Kevin makes a sandwich. It's, uh, it's what some police officers used to call a drop piece. So they wouldn't, if, if they did something and needed a drop piece, uh, needed a gun they could like put on the ground to be like, see, you had a gun... It came at me, so I shot him. You can't ask for that over the radio. So you would ask for a ham sandwich, and then someone, you know, your partner, whatever, would bring you a drop gun. That's still Obviously, fucking that's, weird. That's very apocryphal. Like I don't know that it's ever truly happened, but it obviously makes sense. Let me just get on. Let me just get on my. Let me just let me just put a specific like thing I want for lunch over the radio. Hey man, can you bring me a ham sandwich? I was just in a shooting. Like, hey, I'm really know, hungry. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tied up here for a bunch of hours. Can you you know stop by Dino's, grab me a ham sandwich on the way? You should do no, that. Gotta, no. gotta, no. Nobody you does do that. that. Nobody fucking listen, does that. Listen, that's that's the myth. All right, it's but like an urban legend. Do that. A really bad happens. urban legend. 
if I have a gun that shot three Navy sailors and I put it in a green box, and then later on I need a suspect to go down for something or to threaten him with that. Okay, I, I, I could see shit, that. Like, that's good. Him, I could see that like, as if you're part of like, like an illegal, if you're part of like an illegal government conspiracy and you're trying to like you know falsify and plant evidence. That's that's good. But I that's I just really don't believe good. that. I don't believe that like everyday law enforcement do something like that. I mean, so is there a pand? Is there you know a global pandemic of cops calling for ham sandwiches? No, but that's just that's the you know that's the myth. So that's fo- the story. Follow up question: What is the Kevin Ham sandwich? Like, what is my ideal sandwich? Yes, a pop tart. What? <laughs> I mean, pop tarts ravioli. <laughs> Look, sometimes I like um, like a cheese pizza with sausage and bacon as a sandwich. Um. I like hot oh, dogs. Here he goes. He's fucking doing it again. Uh, no, uh, the truly though, truly is, you make two grilled cheeses with bacon, and you use them as a, as a buns for a burger that also has bacon and cheese on it. <laughs> it's like a double that down is, sandwich from KFC. The true, that's the, the true artery clogger right there. You know what? There's there's a place here in town that does that. All right. Any other uh, green box parting shots? Oh, I just wanted to mention my favorite thing ever to be found in a green box. I think it came off the green box generator. It is a, it's a plastic evidence bag that contains two things. Uh, one is another smaller plastic evidence bag. And the second is a post-it note that says, yes, it's the fucking bag. <laughs> I like that. That is definitely a good flavor, a character flavor adder. Now, if you want to find out what the bag does, I encourage you to go try and find it on the green box generator. Yeah, just randomly generate it over and over and over again until you get what you're looking for. Which does raise the question of like, how do you log an evidence bag into evidence? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, that's, <laughs> I guess that's how you do it. Could God make an evidence you bag so big inside. even he couldn't log it into evidence? <laughs> <laughs>